Hello and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast and we are definitely thankful and grateful that the Lord has allowed us to see another Sunday and allowed us to be able to bring you guys another podcast for this brand new day that we have never seen before that we are blessed to be able to say that the Lord has allowed us to be able to come into. Um, We are definitely um, thankful that you guys are uh, being very consistent and listening to the podcast as we post them. Um, It definitely encourages uh, me to um, take out time to put the podcast together because I know that someone is listening and that you guys are definitely enjoying uh, the content that we are putting out week after week and also that you guys um, send in messages and letting us know that the podcast not only is enjoyed but is definitely needed um, we are looking forward to um next Sunday when we will all come back together once again at House of Deliverance Ministries um, which is located once again at 3039 Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, we are hoping that uh, you guys are able to come out and fellowship with us. Uh, services begin at 10 a.m. Um, And again, as always, uh, just like to let everyone who listens know that we definitely uh, take all precautions, use all uh, precautionary measures, wearing our masks, sanitizing hands and checking temperatures of everyone that comes inside our church. So um, we hope that you find time on next Sunday at 10 a.m. to come and fellowship with us at House of Deliverance Ministries. I can promise you, and you know, you can't promise a lot of things, but I can promise you, you will definitely enjoy the service and you will not be disappointed in the fact that you got up, got yourself ready, and came out to fellowship with us at House of Deliverance Ministries. Um, We hope and pray that you guys are all doing well today, that everyone is feeling great, Uh, and that you are prepared for this podcast that we are about to jump into. So, as we always say, sit back, relax, throw those feet up for as long as you can. Evangelist Anise, I know you already got those church socks on. Get ready to slide in that kitchen, in that bathroom, wherever it is that you might find. Uh, We we know that uh, the, the praise break that we always drop and the music that we always give you guys definitely gives you a reason to tap those feet and clap those hands and as always we will not disappoint you on this sunday so let's jump into this podcast i hope you're ready
Bibles in your hand and turn to the Gospel of John in the fifth, the fifth chapter. The Gospel of John in the fifth chapter. I want to begin reading at verse one. We welcome all those who are welcome, work, uh, worshiping with us by way of stream through Truth to Power Ministries, and we bless God for all of you who are watching. Several tweeted and said they were watching before they went to church. When you go to church, we'll be home. We thank God that you're watching from your home tonight. We hope that you're blessed. John chapter 5, verse 1. This is the word of the Lord. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up. Take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, 
The man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. They asked him, who is this man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Amen. You may be seated in the very presence of our God. I want to preach tonight as the Spirit shall guide with this thought in our minds. Just when you least expect it. <laughs> Just tell somebody, 2011 is the year when you get blessings when you least expect it. least expected. The turn of the 20th century, there was a, what many called in history books, a civil war of consciousness for people of color in this country. It was not between Union and Confederates, but if you know anything about history, it was a civil war of ideologies between those who subscribed to two giants of our community, Booker T. Washington and those who subscribe to the philosophy of W.E.B. Du Bois. Washington espoused self-help, racial solidarity, and civic accommodation, urging blacks to accept discrimination for the time being and focus on hard work and secure material gain through being and through trade, rather. Du Bois adamantly disagreed argued against that philosophy and offered a strategy that he said would perpetuate political action, civil rights, and social change. If you've read any history, you know that at the core of Du Bois' argument was his understanding of the talented 10th. He believed that if we could get 10% of the community at that time to go to historical black colleges, that the 10% could infuse and inspire energy within the 90, that the 90 would see the disposition and discipline of the 10 and then follow suit. Washington countered that we ought not focus on the 10% because that would make us elitists and build a caste system. He went on to say it would be easier to get into the hands of the 90% a trade to which the boys countered, if we go after the 90%, they won't follow through because they do not have the discipline to stay this course. They may get inspired, however, he said, by seeing the 90. What they were debating about was what it takes to get somebody to the point of initiative to change their life and do something about their life. At the core of their argument, at the core of both of their arguments, was the belief that at some point you have to take some kind of initiative to change your own life. And that other people cannot always do it for you. And if there is not something within you resonating to be better than you are in yourself, then nothing else would help. They had two different understandings of how to get to that point. And I don't know if Jesus Christ were living which ideology he would fall up under. But as I read this text tonight, I see some indicators on his thoughts about self-help, 
and change. In the text, Jesus does some very interesting and unusual things, preachers, that I think warrants our attention. It's time of feast, one of the feasts of the Jews, and Jesus, being a good Jew, has come to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. And in this scene, we are introduced to a pool called Bethesda, which was by the Sheep Gate. Now, the Sheep Gate is very significant because it was the gate through which lamb or sheep were brought for the sacrifice that gave you access to the temple during the feast. I'm coming back to that. Bethesda was a double pool surrounded by colonnades on four sides with a fifth standing on the dividing wall separating the northern and the southern pools. The five porches that were in the colonnades were on the two sides with two on each end and one in the middle. Bethesda is translated, scholars say, three different ways, house of mercy, house of grace, or house of outpouring water. So get the picture. They are at the house of mercy, but everybody is in a mess. <laughs> They're at the house of mercy, and ain't nobody looking like they've had any mercy. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because here we are tonight in the house of mercy. And all of us in here are a mess. Our messes might not all be the same, but everybody in here has got a mess in some kind of way. Not only does the place sound familiar, but the practice, because the text says that they all gathered with some kind of mystical understanding that an angel troubled the water. And when the water got troubled, if you got to the water first, whoever got first to the troubled water would get healed. So they came to this house of mercy looking for a trick to make them feel better. <laughs> uh, and tonight I feel like I'm at Bethesda because I don't see this many folk on Sunday, which means a whole lot of folk came looking for a trick. I, I wish y'all would talk to me. Wish y'all would talk to me. The last, the last day of the year, folk come running to Bethesda thinking that they can get a quick trick or hear a quick nursery rhyme or throw a little money on an altar and all of a sudden, all of their problems are going to disappear. And I know some of y'all ain't going to say amen because I'm right on your street right about now. But how sad it is that people every now and then will use the church as a trick and use God in the words of Harry Emerson Fosdick, as your cosmic bellhop who hopscotches down from glory to give you what you want on a silver platter. So in reality, they weren't there looking for mercy. They were there looking for manipulation. If I can just get the trick to work for me, then my life is going to be better. If I can just read the right scripture, read the right book, get in the right church, throw enough seed on the right altar, then all of a sudden all of my problems are going to disappear. But not only was that familiar, look at it, it said, whoever got there first, which meant they were not only there for a trick, but they had to have a spirit of competition. God help me tonight. And how often in the church, y'all ain't going to say amen, do we fight to be first? <laughs> Woo! First with the title, first in the pastor's face, first on the seat, first with our name called. Y'all ain't saying nothing right, right through in here. And so it was, it was at this place where Jesus comes upon this scene of a multiplicity of issues and a plethora of people who are under the suspicion.
just notion that when the water got stirred, whoever got there first was going to get the miracle. Notice what Jesus does. He walks in to this crowded place filled with people in need. And he walks past people who are crippled, walks over people who are blind, ignores people who are lame, just to get to one person. I dare you touch your neighbor and tell him, I might be that one. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all of the other people at the pool, don't miss this, got issues just like the one. But Jesus ignores, disses, and skips over everybody else that's got an issue but this one man. So my question was, why him? I mean, I don't see nothing in the text about this man having a certain level of faith. I don't see nothing in the text about him being a son of Abraham. I don't see nothing in the text about the man calling out to Jesus. He's sitting there like everybody else, waiting on the water, hoping to be first. Why this brother? The text doesn't give us any hint, doesn't give us any clue as to why. But if I can add my spiritual supposition to the inquiry. The brother been in this condition for 38 years. Now, if you do the study, scholars will let us know that 38 years was longer than the average life expectancy for any male in the first century Roman Empire. So that means that the brother has been sick literally for a lifetime. The text says Jesus knew of the brother's long history and knew of his struggle with the condition. H.B., I've often heard this preach from the angle that Jesus saw the man and he looked like he'd given up. It looked like he was just there to be there. But I want to take another angle, y'all. I believe Jesus picked this man for the same reason he's going to pick some of y'all. I believe Jesus was honoring how the man had handled the crisis and practiced endurance. Stick with me, stick with me. 38 years, and he's still showing up. I know he's showing up on a myth and a superstition, but if they believe it could get you out of the condition you're in, that means he keeps showing up. Because in spite of 38 years of pain and hell, he hasn't given up on getting better. God help me. His answer to Jesus shows us his confidence is low. But at least he's still showing up. He hadn't quit. He hadn't stopped living. Because when you stop living, you start dying. And the reason many believers fall and fail during times of crisis and desperation is because they ain't willing to push through and endure whatever it takes to believe that their condition doesn't have the last word over their life. They give up. They resign themselves to a less than existence. They see no hope. They see no future. All they see is doom and gloom. They allow their circumstance to have the last word. 
38 years of misery and he's still believing that his condition ain't the last word and I believe Jesus shows up and blesses this brother because Jesus said if after 38 years you still believe you can be better than you are right now I'm going to honor that by blessing your life and who am I talking to in here tonight you've had a rough year it's been hell on every side but Jesus said I'm coming for you because through everything you've been through you never quit you never gave up you never threw in the towel you kept believing that things can get better I tell you to shake somebody's hand and tell them my condition will not have the last word. My situation will not be my definition. My condition will not cancel out my future. I'm going to keep showing up and believe that God will honor the fact that I refuse to quit. Can I talk to y'all in here? Because what this text shows me, y'all, is that it's always too soon to quit I thought I had a prayer church tell somebody it's always too soon to quit can, can, can I call the role of folk who made examples of success when it looked like they should have quit? Yes, Dr. Seuss' first book was rejected by 23 publishers, but when he didn't quit, his first book sold 6 million copies. During the first year of business, Coca-Cola only sold 400 Cokes. Henry Ford went bankrupt twice in his first three years in the automobile business. Michelangelo spent seven years on his back painting the Sistine Chapel. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. In 1905, the University of Berlin rejected the dissertation of Albert Einstein. John Bunyan wrote the Pilgrim's Progress while laying up in a prison. Joseph had to go through a pit and a prison before he saw his dream in a palace. Moses had to go through a desert before he saw the land of promise. David had to go through murder attempts before he became the king. But I ain't got to go to the Bible. Somebody up in Bethel tonight can testify there were moments when I could have quit but I kept on believing that he wouldn't bring me this far just to leave shake your neighbor's hand and tell him it's too soon to quit I know you're broke I know you're going through I know what the doctor said but it's too soon to quit Y'all sit down. I'm, I'm just talking. I believe God, Jesus, honored the fact that the brother kept believing that it could get better. Now, here was my other question that I ain't never heard. What about the ones who got overlooked? I mean, I need help. You gonna step over me and make me watch you heal somebody else without using the method we all here waiting on? And then let me get my hope up that you gonna do that to all us and you did it to him and walked away? What about the folk that didn't get healed that day? I'm talking to somebody tonight 
You came to church and you're going to shout, 2011 is your year, but this may not be your day. Y'all don't like this. Y'all don't like this. You're you going to leave out of here still broke, still sick, still on the verge of divorce, child still crazy. Y'all ain't talking to me now. What do I do when the Lord makes me watch other folk get it? And I got to leave still dealing with what I'm dealing with. Y'all ain't talking to me. You got to reach the point of saying it just wasn't my turn yet. But I'm going to learn to celebrate whoever's turn it was. Because if I can celebrate your turn, I dare you to shake your neighbor's hand and tell them it might not be my night tonight. And if it's yours, I'm going to celebrate you. Because I know mine has got to come. Ain't nobody shouting. Now see, if I told you you were going to get a house, you were going to get a car, you'd be running around this church. But every now and then, you got to buy celebrate what he did for somebody else believing that it is no secret what God can do what he's done for others he'll do it for you shake somebody's hand tell him I'm a shout if you get it tonight I'm a bless God if you get it tonight I'm a scream if you get it tonight. Huh? Watch, y'all sit down, I'm just talking. Watch. Watch. We, um, we're given several descriptions of the conditions at the pool. We ain't never told which one the man has. I believe it's got to be paralyzed. Now when you're paralyzed, don't miss this. When you're paralyzed, you are stuck in a situation. Woo. Where you can't go any further than where you currently are. <laughs> when you're paralyzed, you want to move. It ain't that you done resigned yourself to paralysis. But something ain't functioning right on the inside. And it's manifesting the internal dysfunction in your external movement, preach boy. There are a whole lot of folk in here tonight paralyzed. Want it to be better. Want it to grow. Want it to look different. But you just can't seem to get it to do anything. And I came to tell you tonight. Jesus is going to honor your endurance. See, see, everybody likes to shout about deliverance. It don't take a whole lot to shout and smile on deliverance. It takes real faith to walk in endurance. Because endurance don't just mean you still going through, but endurance means you going through acting like you ain't going through. Endurance means folk can't look at you and tell how much you struggling. Endurance means you look better than the hell that you're catching. Is there anybody in here who can say, I ain't been delivered, but I am enduring. I'm smiling. I'm giving God glory. I'm going to work on time. I got 
joy in my spirit. Now watch. Watch. I ain't going to be long. I got a long weekend ahead of me. Watch. Watch this. He honors the brother's endurance, but then he handles the brother's lack of enlightenment. Jesus asked this man this question. Dude, you want him? He made home. And the man shows the effects of failure on his endurance, even though he's still enduring. He said, I want it, but. The brother don't answer whether or not he want to be better. He didn't answer if he wants to make changes. Instead, he said, um, I'm not better because the government won't help me. Um, I'm, I'm not better because the system won't help folk with a criminal rap sheet. I'm, I'm, I'm not better because I grew up in the projects. I'm, I'm not better because I ain't never know who my daddy was. I'm, I'm, I'm not better because the system is against me. I'm, I'm not better because of how folk treat me, because of what they know about me. Jesus said, I ain't asked you about people. I asked you about you. See, the question tonight is not what's going on against you. The question tonight is not who's against you that hadn't allowed it to happen. But the question tonight is, do you want to have a better life for yourself? Forget everything that has happened or not happened before tonight. I want to know before you go into the new year, do you want your life to be whole? Now, I ain't talking about money. I ain't talking about cars. I ain't talking about a boyfriend. But do you want to stand on your own two feet and be better than you've ever been in your life? Is there anybody in here who can say forget all the excuses I want a better life now Bro, I'm just working I'm just working one place so watch I love the way the King James says it the brother said I have no man and often wondered why Jesus ignored that because he don't know Jesus, so what he said he ain't got is in front of him. <laughs> he says, I have no man. Jesus ignores that and just goes on to the miracle. Here's what I think. Jesus ignored that because Jesus <laughs> is the very miracle manifestation that contradicts that excuse. Y'all didn't get it. Maybe his mama told him that when she was first told she was going to give birth to the Christ child. She said, how can this be? I know no man, y'all ain't got it yet. Y'all ain't got it yet. Y'all, I, I believe Jesus said, I done heard that excuse before. 
and I'm the very evidence that that excuse can't stop nothing. So instead of me even dealing with your excuse, let me move on to your miracle. Can I tell you tonight that whatever excuse you got tonight, he's got a remedy that doesn't matter what your excuse is, which means don't spend your life empowering your excuses. Because in life, there are no excuses. There are only choices. See, Jesus is working on the brother's mind. Because as one verse says, he's impotent. Um, can I tell you that impotence uh, is the incubator for irresponsibility? Huh? As long as I can't do it for myself, I can hold other people responsible for why they happened for me. Ooh, I, I can hold other people responsible to help me get it. Y'all ain't said nothing. But if Jesus heals me, then I got to be responsible for myself. You, if Jesus heals you, you got to get off your 45-year-old behind in your mama's house and get a job. Y'all don't want to say that. If, 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 if Jesus heals you, you, you got to stop making yourself a low-price hooker laying down just to pay a bill. If, I ain't scared none of y'all. If, if Jesus heals you, then... You got to work on your interview skills and go in there and make a good impression. If he heals you, then you got to go back to school, get that degree, since you know you need a degree to get a job other than slinging french fries in McDonald's. So the question is, do you want what comes with being healed? Or have you gotten so used to irresponsibility? That laziness has become your Lord. I'm sorry, I know this ain't the kind of New Year's Eve sermon y'all want. Because 2011 needs to be the year where you stop using other people as the reason you don't get your life together. Accept the wholeness of Jesus Christ. Get your life together and do what you can do for yourself. So watch. Watch what Jesus does. I'm almost done. Black preacher, I got four more almost done. Um, watch what Jesus does. The man offers nothing but excuses. Sean, he never answers the question. And Jesus still gives him the blessing. Jesus gives the man the miracle, and the man has done nothing but give excuses. I, I got a problem. All the real ride die folk getting ready to get your good shout you wanted for New Year's Eve. Because I thought I had learned biblically and theologically that you had to have faith <laughs> or, or somebody you connected to had faith for you you know if you got the faith 
God's got the power. But when I read this text, I found out that even when you don't have the faith, I wish I had a witness in here. He still got the power. That's somebody's testimony tonight. There were times when you didn't believe God could do it, but he still showed you that he had the power and he did it anyhow. Do I have any witnesses in here who can say, I didn't have the faith to believe he was going to make a way. I didn't have the faith to believe he was going to open that door. I didn't have the faith to believe he was going to heal me, but he did it anyhow. I dare you to shake somebody's hand and tell them he did it anyhow when I didn't believe he could do it when I didn't trust it could happen uh, he still did it anyhow somebody needs to shout tonight because in 2010 uh, God did some stuff for you in spite of the fact that you didn't believe it and he did it just to show you that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask and all you you could think how many y'all are grateful tonight that every now and then he'll bless you even when you ain't got the faith. Watch. So Jesus, she said, he said, rise. Um, and I've heard this, this text preach. Yeah. Jesus reached out his hand, lifting him up. There ain't nowhere in the text. I've seen other stories where somebody reached out a hand, but that ain't nowhere in this text. All it says is Jesus said, rise. Um, Jesus don't reach out his hand. That ain't in the text. Um, um, then it hit me. <laughs> The brother's problem was not his paralysis. The brother's problem was assistance addiction. <laughs> this ain't just a miracle about his legs. This is a miracle about his mind. And his outlook, God help me, he, he got addiction assistance. Assistant, he's addicted to assistance. Because to get to the pool, he had to have assistance. To get in the pool, he needed assistance. To get back home, he needed assistance. To get a meal, he needed a sister. Y'all ain't helping me. To do everything in his life, he needed assistance. And he's gotten addicted to having other folk do stuff for him. So I believe when Jesus said, Rise, ain't nobody run to help him up. So Jesus could show him, You can get up by yourself. <laughs> 
about the us I wish I could talk to somebody because some of y'all in here got assistance addiction you've been addicted to other people doing for you and you don't realize that while you're addicted to them doing for you they're addicted to doing for you because they ain't got a life outside of you needing them for them to feel needed so Jesus has to break the addiction and show you that what you've been looking for other people to do you can do it for yourself look at your neighbor and say rise that was the wrong neighbor look at somebody else and tell them rise that was the wrong neighbor look at somebody else and tell them you can get up on your own you don't need that negro to pay your bills you don't need the government to help you you can get up and do it for yourself. i wish i had a witness in here today and can i tell you don't nobody scare the devil like somebody who gets up because the last time somebody got up on him he suffered the greatest defeat of his life anybody want to give the devil a flashback then i dare you to get up on your own and show the devil i can get up by my Is there anybody in here who can say I'm getting up by myself? Grab your neighbor by the hand and shake him and rock him and rock him and shake him and shake him and rock him and tell him 2011 is the year you gonna get up by your. Woof! You gonna learn to do it for yourself by yourself if don't nobody help you by yourself if don't nobody come to your rescue by yourself if don't nobody help you praise him you gonna praise him by yourself you gonna be sitting around everybody who ain't doing nothing but you gonna give it to him for you the lord wants to show you that you have the power within yourself. To do what you've been waiting on other folk to do. Stop depending on people who may not be there. Because the folk who were assisting him, watch this. You know what they had to do? Pick him up. Put him down. Pick him up. But slow over here. Pick him up. Put him down. Slow over here. Pick him up. Negroes are sometimey. One week they'll pick you up. And the same ones that picked you up, the next week they'll. So I might as well depend on somebody who will never leave me or forsake me, who will always stand by my side, who will always walk with me. I'm just going to trust in him. Take somebody and tell them 2011 is the year I'm going to trust in him. Rise. Just, just nudge your neighbor. Don't look at him. Tell him, rise, rise, rise. Don't look at him. Tell him, you can do it on your own. You, 
haven't you lived long enough to know people will come and people will go haven't you lived long enough to know the folk that smile in your face all the time they're trying to take your place back haven't you lived long enough to know that the only one you can count on 24 7 is the lord your god Watch this. Jesus says, Rise. <laughs> Rise. Rise. Take up and carry your mat. Hmm. Walk out of here carrying what is the evidence of the condition you've been living with. Don't throw it away. Carry it. Can I tell you tonight the reason some of y'all ought to shout It's cause the evidence that you're whole is that you're walking, wait, but you're still carrying some stuff. You thought carrying it meant that God hadn't healed you. The fact that you can carry it is evidence of your deliverance. See, the folks sitting next to you have no clue you still carrying some stuff. Because you done smiled, you done shouted, you dressed up good, you look like you got a whole lot of money. But I dare you to take somebody by the hand and tell them you carry it very well. That, no, that was the wrong name. But look at somebody else and tell them, I like the way you carry it. You're carrying it with joy. You're carrying it with a smile. You're carrying it with thanksgiving. You're carrying it lifting up your hands. I didn't know you were dealing with all that. I didn't know you still didn't have a job. I didn't know you were still sick. I didn't know you were still broke. And tonight you ought to shout. Because with everything you're carrying, you still made it to worship. With everything you're carrying, you still woke up with your mind stayed on Jesus. With everything you're carrying, Shake somebody's hand and tell them you're carrying it well. You're, you're carrying it well. See, the stuff that you carry becomes the testimony that your embarrassment has turned into your empowerment. The stuff you carry becomes the evidence and testimony of the fact that the Lord has brought you through. Now watch this. Right, Y'all sit down, I'm just talking. Watch this. Text says, the man goes to church carrying the evidence of his previous condition. Huh. Huh. When you go to church, carry your mat with you. Okay. Um, I get so tired of these stuck up, holier than thou. I ain't never did nothing. 
sticking their nose up. Church folk who sit in church like they stuff don't stink. I'm looking for a few folk tonight who can say when I come to church, I'm carrying everything the Lord done brought me through. Because what makes me shout ain't the car and the house and the job and the money, but what makes me shout is everything he brought me through that becomes the testimony of where he brought me to. Do I have any ride or die saints in here who can say, I ain't leaving it in the house, I ain't leaving it in the car. I'm walking in here with my mat. Yes, I was addicted. Yes, I was in jail. Yes, I was a hoe. Yes, I was a player. Yes, I was a drunk. But since I met Jesus, what a wonderful change. Make me feel like preaching in my life has been wrought. Say, I wish you would look at your neighbor and tell him if you saw my mat, you wouldn't want to sit by me. If you saw my mat, you wouldn't want me in your church. But you need to know I ain't ashamed of nothing the Lord brought me out of. Because it becomes my testimony. If it had not been for the Lord on my side. Oh my God, what? Tell your neighbor, keep your mat with you, keep it with you, keep it'll make you shout, it'll make you shout. keep your mat. Now, now watch the church folk got mad. Church folk. Church folk. The church folk got mad that somebody who'd been at the house of mercy got mercy. Church folk. The church folk. The church folk. The church folk got mad that the brother walking carrying his mat they were so caught up on their legalistic rules that their legalistic rules could not let them be free enough to celebrate the fact that the brother got delivered see church folk who get addicted to rules don't know how to be free enough when the lord breaks the rule yeah you know folk who tied to denomination and tied Y'all done got real quiet on me now. Tied to the church having a certain kind of culture and climate. We don't do that over here. We don't act like that over here. Don't come over here with all of that. Don't come in here with all that mess. But can I tell you, when the Lord has done something for you, you don't really care who don't like it. Because sometimes folk not liking it become the evidence that you got it. Sometimes you don't know you got it till folk start not liking it. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Text says something I don't want you to miss. Because the brother didn't know who it was. He was like, I don't know. I don't know who he is. All I know is dude told me to rise. Take up my bed. And the text says, Jesus found him. I'm getting up out of here. Happy New Year. There are two reasons I think Jesus because the, the word 
in the Greek Koinia text is very interesting because the implication of the word there is that Jesus went looking for him. Huh. And wouldn't stop searching. Help me preach. I, 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 I bet not do that. That, that. I'm dropping that on you for free. Do, do you know why some of y'all are in here tonight with all your jacked up dysfunctional history? Because he kept on searching. Don't sit in here and act like all of us are like this brother. He didn't find all of us in church. But the good news is wherever you were, he found you. God help me in here tonight. Well, watch that. Watch. I think there are two reasons. Two reasons. Two reasons. Two reasons. Um, the brother has been lame and he's walking. Matthew 11, when John was in prison, John sent some of the boys and said, listen, if he's really Jesus, I, I ain't got no business in this prison. Go, go, go ask him, are you the Christ? Or should we look for another? Because if you're really the Christ, I ain't got no business going through what I'm going through. Y'all remember what Jesus said? Go back. Tell him what you see. Don't miss this. Because what you see is the evidence that I'm the Christ. One of the things that Jesus told him to go back and tell him that you see is that the lame get up and walk. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. The brother was lame and Jesus healed him so that the brother becomes a part of the record of the evidence that Jesus is exactly who he said he is. Can I tell you tonight that when the Lord heals you, you become a part of the record of evidence that he is exactly who he said he is. Can I tell you tonight that when the Lord does something for you, you become evidence and you become a recognition and recommendation on his resume. That when folk want to know that he is the one, they ain't got to always go to the Bible. All they got to do is ask you. Because if they ask you, you'll give them evidence that he is who he said he is. But there's one more reason. Preacher's going to shout. The pool is near the sheep gate. Going to the feast. <laughs> to get in the temple. Every man. From every house. Had to bring a lamb. That represented the blood covering. For that house. The brother went to church. During the time of the feast. How do you go from the pool to the temple without proper qualification? You at the sheep gate, but you ain't got no lamb. Slow over here. So for him to be qualified to be in the temple during the feast, he got to have a lamb. Y'all ain't got it yet. When Jesus found him, the man found the Lamb of God. And when he found the Lamb of God, 
he had the qualifications he needed to hang out in the party would you grab somebody by the hand real quick and tell them I'm qualified to be here and I'm not qualified on my intellect I'm not qualified on my degree I'm not qualified on my social status but I'm qualified because the Lamb of God qualified me to be in the temple see folk don't shout on that kind of stuff no more we shout on getting cars and getting houses and getting money but every now and then you ought to just shout because the Lamb of God qualified you to be in the house I dare you to high five somebody and tell them I'm in the house because of the blood of the Lamb I'm giving God the glory because the blood of the Lamb I'm giving God the honor because of the blood of the Lamb is there anybody in here who can help me close this and say I'm shouting tonight because of the blood of the Lamb keep the house keep the car keep the money I'm a shout because Jesus shed his blood I got to get out of here but is there anybody up in this room tonight who ain't ashamed to stand on your feet and say the only reason I'm in the house tonight is because of the blood of the lamb the only reason I'm not dead like I should have been is cause the blood of the lamb the only reason I'm not sick in my body is because he was wounded for my transgressions he was bruised for my iniquities the chastisement of my peace was upon him and with his stripes I have been healed shake your neighbor's hand and tell your neighbor neighbor you can have the house you can have the car you can have the money I'm a shout on the blood that was the wrong neighbor find somebody else and tell them you can shout over the job you can shout over the marriage you can shout over your house you can shout over your car but when I shout I'm shouting because I know it was the blood I know it was the blood one day when I was lost he died upon the cross and I know it was the blood that saved me is there anybody in here who can thank God for his blood his blood keeps you his blood sustains you his blood holds his blood picks you up so the man ran back and tell him now I know who it was that healed me it was Jesus the Lamb of God I dare somebody tonight to tell your neighbor I know who did it for me it was nobody but Jesus that was the wrong neighbor leave your seat and find some and tell them now I know it was nobody but Jesus that was the wrong neighbor I dare you tonight to break the rules of the house get up out of your seat find you a shouting partner and tell them it was nobody but Jesus nobody but Jesus could heal my 
my body nobody but Jesus could dry my tears nobody but Jesus could restore my joy nobody but Jesus could regulate my mind nobody but Jesus could make a way out of no way that's why joy says can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord good night Bethel may the Lord God bless you real good but is there anybody in here who can help me close this sermon and wave your hand and say it was nobody I said nobody nobody but Jesus when the doctor gave up on me it was nobody but Jesus when the doctor said I'd never preach again it was nobody but Jesus when the doctor said I'd never sing again it was nobody but Jesus when the folks said Bethel was over it was nobody but Jesus when the doctor said to my daddy you might not walk like you used to walk it was nobody but Jesus but I might have a witness tonight who can say you ain't by yourself when I look over my life and see what the Lord has done I got to wave my hand and say it was nobody 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 but Jesus high five three people and tell them nobody but Jesus that's why I shout like I shout that's why I scream like I scream that's why I holler like I holler that's why I run like I run because he walks with me and he talks with me and he tell me that I am his own so I'ma put my hand in Jesus hand I'ma lean on him because when I'm weak he'll make me strong when I'm tired he'll restore my joy won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it won't he fight your battles won't he make your enemies your footstool won't he give you joy and sorrow won't he give you hope for tomorrow won't he try your tears won't he 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 somebody say yeah to myself because I can look back over my life and thank God that nobody but Jesus made a way for me nobody but Jesus opened doors for me nobody but Jesus restored my voice nobody but Jesus is restoring my daddy nobody but Jesus put this church back together nobody but Jesus binds up the broken heart nobody but 
Jesus can fix your marriage. Nobody but Jesus can restore your child. Shake three people's hands and tell them nobody, 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 nobody. Yay! Yes! We have reached the end of another podcast and we hope and pray that you guys receive something from the podcast on today. Uh, We definitely uh, want to make sure that you guys are receiving top quality content each and every week that we come out with a new podcast. And uh, we are praying that the word has done something special for you on today and also that the music has uh, given you a reason to uh, get up out your seat and move your feet, so to speak. Um, We will definitely uh, do our best to be back on next Sunday. Uh, Even though we have service, we will try our hardest to make sure that we have a podcast put out for you guys on next Sunday. Um, We uh, will be having service once again at 10 a.m., at House of Deliverance Ministries located at 3039 Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, and I will be bringing forth the word on next Sunday. So uh, maybe that's just a little extra incentive for you guys to come out and fellowship with us. Um, not that I'm a uh, quote unquote, a uh, top, uh, top tier preacher, so to speak. You know, I would put myself uh, in the shoes of uh T.D. Jakes or uh, uh, any of these other mega church pastors and preachers, but um, we do we do say that we allow the Lord to do all that He uh, wants to do, and we speak and say exactly what He has for us to say to His people. So uh, we would like to see your face in the place on next Sunday if you're available, if you have free time, come on out and fellowship with us. We would love to see you and be able to. Uh, enjoy Jesus along with you. Um, Again, I hope and pray that you guys enjoyed the podcast on today. And we uh, are looking forward to seeing all of your smiling faces on next Sunday. And until then, as always, we will see you on the other side. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. And I don't know about you. But even through all of this, God has been good to me. And if he's been good to me, I know he's been good to you. And as a matter of fact, we're going to take some time throughout this whole service to just let you know and talk about the goodness of Jesus. Because even in the COVID, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's doing for me, not just what he's done, but all that he's doing, my soul... Your soul should cry out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no matter where you are right now, if you're in your living room, if you're in your car, on your phone, on your laptop, if you can just take time and enjoy God with us today, 
he will be glorified. So come on and clap your hands and we have some church for a little while. Come on. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. Holy and righteous name, powerful, great and high. 
Yes, in the midst of my sickness, you with me all day long. My soul said yes, Lord. 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 My soul said yes, Lord.